Welcome back to the epitome of suffering that is, the That's Facts Podcast, with Clamp and Cougar. Well, I'm here, um, what's up, man? What's going on, man? Um, welcome back to the epitome of suffering that is, the That's Facts Podcast. I'm your host, Clamp Cougar, whatever you want to call me, and with me today, I'm my wonderful, wonderful co-host, David Clamp, whatever you want to call him. We are back for another week of Pac-12 action. This week, we have our first Friday, no, second Friday game. But the first Friday game that counts, full conference game, ASU, Stanford, it'll probably, it might kick off all the recording. We'll see. But we have our predictions already out. Uh, we will obviously start this episode with a recap. David, anything that you want to open up with? Any opening thoughts? So we're still recapping the week we just lost to Oregon State, right? Correct. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, so, um. I guess when we recap that game, I'll talk more about it. Um, last week was a great week of Pac-12 football. Um, it was a very good slate of games. Yes. Um, you could. A lot of people would argue that there were mostly blowouts, but if you watched the ASU UCLA game, um, that was just more of a second half domination than a full game domination by ASU. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll get to what I thought about DTR in the second half soon. Um, we had a top three team in the entire country go down to an unranked team. Very common. Um, Oregon's leading receiver had one catch in that ball game. Um, and that's not how you win. That's no. Yeah. Um, And Obviously, we had a nine-game winning streak between two teams, Washington and Oregon State, end last Saturday um, as Oregon State takes sole first place in the North. Unreal. Un- uh, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Filtered. We're PG this episode. Yeah. No no frustration. We got to stay in high spirit. So are you ready to recap last week's action? What was last week? Week four? Five, uh, week four, five. Five, yeah. Um, yes, I'm ready to recap. Right. Um, Colorado, we gave them – what did we give them last episode? Three minutes, I think it was. Yeah, um, we're going to give them 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. USC beat the shit out of them. Their offense is terrible. Moving forward. Um, <laughs> Wait, I need to talk about Colorado. Um Brendan Lewis, best game of his season. That's not saying much. Jarek Broussard, best game of his season. That's not saying much. Um, Shout out to Brady Russell, 65-yard catch. Done. Nice. All right, perfect. Moving forward, uh, number three, Oregon at Stanford. Uh, Me and you teased at it last week, but neither of us had the balls to do it. Um, Because I think mostly mostly neither of us thought it would happen. Like, I thought Um, Stanford would keep it close. Um, And I thought, I mean, I just didn't think that they would. And. There are arguments to be made that this should not have been the end result of the game. A um, little bit of a tic-tac call on Oregon on the fourth and goal, um, which would set up Tanner McKee's third touchdown pass, which ended up being the dagger in Oregon's heart. Um, Stanford got to rush the field with a sold-out farm, and it's the first time since maybe the... Were they good in 2018? 2018, they were good. They were like 8-5 and five that year, I, maybe. Yeah. I mean, but they didn't really have any monumental home wins, so this might be the first time since the McCaffrey days 
where Stanford at home was able to rush the field with just a great win for David Shaw. Um, he, he's got another chance at a great win tonight if he can pull it off over the ASU Sun Devils. Um, and on, or, on the Oregon side, Anthony Brown, awful. Really bad performance um, compared to what we've gotten accustomed to with Anthony Brown. Sounds um, weird. Cause like, yeah. I don't think either of us – well, earlier this summer, neither of us really thought that Anthony Brown was great. After a while, we kind of started to buy into him, and early in the season, yeah. he kind of gave us a reason to. Um, yeah, but the last Saturday was not no a reason to. Um, he was awful running the ball. He couldn't find his lanes. He tripped and fell on a fourth and goal <laughs> at the one, um, which this was a key play in the game. He scores, and they had the blocking to score. Um, he scores, and it's 14-17 to 17 at halftime. Um, he, that trip and fall makes it 17 to seven at halftime. And then he overthrows his man on third down the next drive. So Stanford gets the ball and a 10 point lead. And they ended up blowing that 10 point lead. Um, Which, I mean, kind of predicted that, but Oregon didn't help yeah. me at all in that prediction. Um, yeah. So Oregon at a point scored 17 unanswered. Um, C.J. Verdell had a nice touchdown um, run. Then there was a 65-yard pass to Micah Pittman. Uh, but here's a really frustrating end to a drive for Oregon that I remember that ended in a field goal as opposed to a touchdown. Um, so Stanford is forced to punt, and Micah Pittman returns at 32 yards, right? And they start at the Stanford 38. So Verdell takes – Four straight carries up to the Stanford 21. And then Anthony Brown on third and four converts with his legs. So it's first and 10 at the Stanford 15. And they convert again with C.J. Verdell. So first and goal at the Stanford four, 15-yard penalty, sack, penalty, incomplete, complete for field goal yardage. I'm effing believable. Yeah. You you can't make that up. When you're first and goal at the Stanford Fort, touchdown puts you up seven, and you would go on to score another touchdown. So that would have been 31 to 17. That could have been 31 to 17. But Oregon manages not to get it done. Oh, wait, no, this was the field goal to tie. So they're down 14 to 17 at this point. But you could have, they could have gone up right there and played with the lead. And then scored the next one, and that would have been insurmountable for Stanford. Um, Correct. And then um, here's another thing that I think Oregon fans just can't be happy with at all. Um, so you get first and 10 at the Stanford 39 with two minutes left, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Stanford at this point is down seven. How do you manage to lose this game? <laughs> Um, here's how false start handoff to Byron Cardwell or no holding no two false starts in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so the sold out Stanford crowd help because I saw it was first and 20. So I was like, I was like, oh, never mind. It was a hold. No, it was just two false starts. <laughs> um, Byron Cardwell, two yards, um, true freshman running back. I think he's going to be great down the stretch for Oregon, by the way. Um, nice. Sean dollars is still out for an extended period. Nice. Um, 
So it's kind of kind of be Travis Dye and Bar- Byron Cardwell from here on. And Dye is a Dye's a gadget guy slash like scat back. He's not your guy. No, he can't be a running back one. So you're gonna see Travis Dye have to try to be running back one, but he won't. No. Um, so Tom Snee makes a great punt to the Stanford 13 after just a ridiculous implosion um, on when you had it at the 39. Um, but penalties really cost Oregon. Then on Stanford's ensuing drive, with 35 seconds left, um, McKee threw incomplete to John Humphreys, who was wide open, but McKee took a shot, and that was called roughing the passer. You could call that one either way. Iffy, Um, iffy. But it was the right call, in my opinion, because I hate Oregon. Then Tanner McKee finds Benjamin Eurosec for 14 yards. <laughs> um, unbelievable. Um, to the Oregon three, and then the most ridiculous <laughs> sequence that's ever occurred in college football history happens. McKee throws three straight incompletions, just trying to like post up Oregon. That stupid play, Stanford runs. <laughs> And but the fourth one they draw a hold on, <laughs> so Oregon holds, and then they go up to Elijah Higgins who comes down with it, tie game. Stanford scores in overtime. Oregon goes three, goes four and out in overtime. Unbelievable game. That was a great game. Yeah, it was a fantastic a, game. But a really embarrassing loss for Oregon. Uh, a Vats Facts podcast game of the year contender. It is. It which, really which it feels, I, I feel it like feels we say odd. that about every Stanford game that's in yeah. Pac-12 play. 100%. It was a great game, but it was also a terrible game at the same time. Yeah, like um, USC game was a That's Facts game yeah. just for USC, though. Right. Um, and UCLA was a very That's Facts game for Stanford. Obviously. Stanford, um, buddy. This isn't a good award. <laughs> um. And you want to talk about our teams last or in order? Uh, let's talk about them last. Um, we right. had um number twelve. No, ASU at number twenty. UCLA. Yes, a big win for the Sun Devils. Um, they now are in the driver's seat for the South. I Whether will tell you, you like now. I will tell you now. I personally thought. That ASU was the better team in this game, but I needed to pick up a game. I needed to pick up a game, and I picked this game preseason, so I, I stuck with it. It was I had to do it. I didn't have an option. Well, yeah, road game. Your team's still ranked. DTR played good ball last week. Um, yeah, it was I didn't, not I didn't a have a horrible pick. Um, I didn't have a chance. Second half, though. Oof, we need to get into this on the UCLA side. Implosion. Um, I didn't think DTR was awful. Um, but just the second half for him was, and where did the run game go for UCLA? Nowhere. 3.8 yards per carry for UCLA? Unacceptable. That isn't what we've seen at all this season. Britton Brown, 11 carries, 33 yards? Like, this isn't what we've seen from Britton Brown this year. No. Um... ASU, though, we got what we've seen from them. Rashad White, seven yards per carry. Jaden Daniels, seven yards per carry. 
And Jaden Daniels only threw the ball 19 times, but ended with almost 300 yards and two touchdowns. Nice. He doesn't need to throw much, but when he does, he's very he's dynamic. Efficient. Yeah. Um, Ricky Pearsall had two really long touchdown plays. Um, That's all he's good for. Yeah. His long touchdowns. And there was um, a lack of spreading spreading around for ASU. It was kind of all Pearsall and Hodges. There was the deep bomb to Gordon Peter Gordon Porter. Um, I think it's Jordan Porter. Is it Jordan? Yeah, it's so. G. It's with a G. Yeah, yeah it, is, it Jordan. is Jordan. It's Jordan. G. Jordan. <laughs> it was his first catch of the season. Um, <laughs> For 47 yards. <laughs> so that's a big-time play. Um, so, yeah, um, good win for ASU. This yeah. didn't doesn't deserve the deep dive of that Oregon game, so we can move on. Yeah. So we could we gave Colorado their 30 seconds. <laughs> um, I'll say on the USC side, it's good to get a it's good to get a dominant win under Dante. Yeah, that um, is nice. But and they kind of got that with Wazoo in the second relax, half. Relax, relax, relax. Doesn't count, big win. True. Uh, so Washington State and Cal, you can pretty much take the floor on this one. Yeah. And really quick about UCLA, they have to find a way to win games without running the football. Um. Anyway. Yeah. WSU at Cal. Um. That's Pac's game of the year contender coming into it. I picked the tie coming into it, and. This game kind of played out like a game that should have been a tie. Um, it wasn't pretty. Uh, there was a point in time, I, I'm pretty sure you've seen the play, where there was a fourth down and WSU punted it. It was a block recovered by Ron Stone at defensive end, and he returns it for a first down. Um, that's Facts Podcast. Play of the year potential. Um, <laughs> our defense really showed out. There was no points on either side um, in the second quarter. It was a Ugly 14-6 to game at half. We scored once in the third quarter, and that was it. Um, Jaden Delora had a couple of really ugly turnovers. Um, uh, but he, he was somewhat inefficient, but he got the job done. Three touchdowns. Um, running the ball, we were not great. We weren't fantastic. I didn't get to watch this game because I was at the UAP game. Great time. Um, Malik Willis is the truth, but... Um, just going back and looking at highlights and stuff, our, our inability to run was kind of frustrating, and it kind of got our offense into an ugly position a few times. Um, Calvin Jackson Jr. is the best player of all time. I don't care what anyone says. He had the greatest catch ever, um, along with another touchdown in this game. Deshaun Stribling had a touchdown in this game. Um, we, it, was an, it was a weird win, but it's a win nonetheless. Um, Armani Marsh is a monster. I yes, very Enrique! good. Game. Oh, it was off the wall. Nice. Anyway, Armani Marsh is a monster. I called this a year ago, and he is—he's really played to his ability this week or this season. Excuse me. Um, Brennan Jackson, All Pac-12 Defensive Lineman of the Week. Um, yeah, this is a really good defensive game, and I we really needed that. Uh, Jalen Watson had an interception in this game. We needed that, and hopefully we can carry that over because we've had good defensive performances this game or this season. We've been really good on defense this season. They've just been on the field so long. You wouldn't be able to tell. Um, 
we got off the field on third down, and Cal was three for 15 on third. Um, they only had 64 total plays to our 76. We we played a really good game. We only had three penalties. Like, we played a really good football game. Um, we were outmatched in the turnover margin, which I hate, but everything else, we just we did a solid job. It was it was a weird game, but a win yeah. is a win, and I like it. Check the um... – <laughs> so Cal on ESPN had a drive that ended with <laughs> oh, no with um, it was like punt turnover on downs then unknown <laughs> drive um I don't know what that means um this game was a slug fest I watched a good amount of it um but not any of the good parts of it. Like I missed the first, the opening, which ended up being um, a solid, um, a solid uh, seventeen to zero start for Washington State. Um, yeah, um, which, <laughs> um, yeah, it was a great. Or no, not seventeen to zero, wasn't it? Ten to zero. Wait, what? You guys only scored touchdowns on the scoring plays, but it says you made field goals here. No, we just had touchdowns. Oh, strange. That's and they were all Delora too. Like it's adding points to you on drives where Cal was on the field. Jeez, ESPN's messed up in this game. ESPN, um, they, which they, didn't want, they didn't watch this game. <laughs> they didn't watch it. Yeah, I wouldn't have so, either. I get it. So I watched the sequence where I think it was 10 to – no, I think it was just 7 to 6. Yes. Um, and there were just three straight interceptions nice. within, like, within like 12 plays. Um, and then Cal off your, your, third, your second interception just ended up going three and out in their opportunity. And then you guys drove down the field and turned it over on downs. <laughs> <laughs> Cal that's, again. <laughs> that's how you play football, baby. Um, so Cal forced a few turnovers, and they pretty much all resulted in punts. Um, Jameson Shahan had six punts for Cal. Um, Nick had five punts for Wazoo. Nick Haber. Um, Haber. So weird game, horrible game. Jalen Watson had a pick. Nice. Pack chat member. Um, so, without further ado, let's get into oh somehow a worse loss than Oregon. Get going. Let's get into a team that truly did not want to win a football game against the Oregon State Beavers, my Washington Huskies. Um, the QBRs in this game were 16.6 and 13.1. <laughs> so, open drive. Dylan Morris takes us right down the field and throws a 44-yard touchdown to Terrell Bynum. Ooh. So, you're thinking, okay, okay, here we go, offense. And then we force a punt. Ooh. And then we punt. Uh. So, this punting drive is actually worse than it looks. It just seems like a regular um, punting drive. But it actually started with two really nice plays, a five-yard pass to date, Taj Davis, and then a four-yard screen to Romo Dunze. Set up a nice little third and one, and we run five wide and throw it up to Taj Davis. 
Nice. Uh, like, what? Why don't you just what what is that play call by John Donovan? You get that first down, you're you've got momentum. Now here comes our second chance to go up 14 nothing because we stopped the Beavs again. Nice. And then Cam Davis fumbles the ball. <laughs> Cam Davis sucks. Yeah, he is fucking <laughs> terrible. Uh, I mean, he is not very good. Um, and then Jack Coletto rushes for a touchdown on us. Then we pace. And then Oregon State scores a touchdown, and then we throw an interception. So not a good sequence in that area. Bad but more then, interception, by the way. Yeah, uh, he was falling down and just chucked it up. But then two plays later, Asa Turner picks off. <laughs> on an equally as bad throw. Yes. And then we punt. Nice. It's a, it's a good punt to the Oregon State 12. Then Oregon State stalls out. And then here come the Huskies. We, we march our way down to the Oregon State two-yard line with 10 seconds left. And Jimmy Lake on second and goal trots out the field goal unit nice. with a timeout. <laughs> what? It's second and goal at the two-yard line. And... And the field goal unit comes out. Peyton Henry knocks it down 10 to, 10, 10 to 14 at half. Whatever, Jimmy. The field goal did come back to help because Oregon State scored one early in the second half. Um, and then it was just kind of back and forth punts. Really good game from the UW defense overall. Um, but, you know, how this ends. Um, so, Washington had not scored since the offense really hadn't done anything since um, the – First drive touchdown to Bynum. So the next drive starts off with two straight sacks, one by Rajon Wright or, uh, and um, one by Keontae Shad. So it's third and 18, and Dylan Morris throws it up to Kamari Pleasant, and he comes down with it for the conversion. And then four plays late, uh, three plays later, Sean McGrew runs for 17 yards, and the play after that he runs for a 39-yard touchdown nice. out of Wildcat. Um so that tied the game. Next play, Fatui Tuatele, who has been probably my favorite player for Washington this year, um, strip sacks Chance Nolan, um, and Washington sets up at the six. One play, one run to Sean McGrew, and he scores again. So it's 24 nice. to 17 at this point. The Sean so, McGrew game. And then on Oregon State's next drive, Anthony Gold runs for 19 yards. To set them up. Then we stop them for a loss of five on. And then Chance Nolan throws a nice dime to Anthony Gold right through our secondary. And two plays later, BJ Baylor, 27 yards, untouched touchdown. BJ Baylor is unreal. He's really, really good at football. Yeah. So now another sequence um, where Washington tries to lose the game. Kamari Pleasant. On four runs, gets seven, five, and six. Keep that in mind here going forward. Seven, five, and six. And then Sean McGrew gets two and one. Nice. And it's, so it's fourth and one. So let's not. So here's what we do: not put Kamari Pleasant, who got seven, five, and six in the game. Right. Don't even put Sean McGrew in Wildcat, which has worked all game. Right. No, just have Dylan, your six foot one quarterback, Dylan Morris, jump over, try to jump over the line when you need a yard and a half. You know what would have been even funnier? 
They put what? Cam Davis in the game. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so yeah, we basically just set up Oregon State at hour forty, and yeah, they are able to get into field goal range from there. Um, really good defensive performance. I thought we played Oregon State, who is a really good running team. I thought we played their run pretty well for how good they are at it. Um, we didn't play it great. We we played we didn't play it great, but we've played it better than probably all of Oregon State's last four opponents, um, or last three opponents. We didn't play it better than Purdue did. Um, Purdue didn't allow anything. Yeah. Um, and. I, we had our best running performance running the ball, too, in this game. We averaged five yards a carry. Um, Dylan Morris had a really bad game, like really bad. But he was still 17 of 26. I thought he was good enough to win if the play calling was better and if Cam Davis doesn't fumble right next to our goal line. Um, Eddie Ulafoscio played the best defensive ga- game in the Pac-12, other than the opposing linebacker, Avery Roberts. Um, he had an interception. He did. And 16, and 16 tackles and a sack. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Avery Roberts was excellent. Um, very, very good performance. Um, Fatui Tuatele, he continues to get a sack every game um, for the last three, and now that's back-to-back weeks with a forced fumble, which led to a touchdown. Um he also forced the fumble that led to the TD for um, better than Joe Tryon. Braylon Trice. Um, Void Tanufi, the true freshman, got in the game and had a tackle. Um, Sam Taimani had two tackles for loss. Nice. Um... We only hurried Nolan three times, and we we did sack him twice, one by two Tele, one by Ryan Bowman. Um, Dylan Morris was sacked only three times. I thought that was an okay offensive line performance, but, you know, that isn't good enough. Devin Culp only got one target for one, ca- for one yard. Um, what happened to Devin Culp being really good last week? Are we just not going to run anything for him? Chance Nolan threw the ball for 48 yards, and they won the game. Um, that's the second time we've held a quarterback to, like, 30 yards and lost the game. Um, yeah, we've we've done a good job. The pass defense has done a very good job. I think we're the number one pass defense in the Pac-12. Probably. Um, because that we very commonly don't allow passing yards. Um, <laughs> But we continue to lose games. Um, I'm effing believable. The the Huskies should have won this game. They probably, but it don't matter because I got to pick right. You did. Nice. I'm within two games now, right? I think that's correct. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. Yeah, Washington is currently the number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pass defense in the country. Nice. Um. The ASU is actually higher, though. They're top five. Isn't that something? Yeah. So I wonder how Colorado was a cheat code, though. Oh, true. When y'all play Colorado, we'll have to check back on them. (laughs) And we we still got we both still have Colorado and Arizona to play. Yeah, you'll be number. You'll be number one. 
Um, I'm I, I'm happy with the way Washington's players played. I'm unhappy with the coaching and Cam Davis. Nice. That's basically Poor my Cam Davis. Away. That's so sad. Man, fuck that guy. He was I I, I, I hyped him up. I can't say that about my players. All my hype players have been fantastic. Charles Smith yeah. Wade's been okay this season, but yeah, man. My 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 favorite players, they bang, they hit. My my favorite players don't have a coach. Un, unreal. My favorite players won't have a coach after October eighteenth. True. Yeah. All right, anyway. This week's games preview time. Uh tonight, uh probably like 30 minutes after we finish this, Stanford at home, coming off a huge victory against a top three team. It's at ASU. It's at ASU. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, you already picked it, bro. I did pick it, and I'm committed to it. I'm not changing it, but I, I didn't think about that. Well, number 22, ASU was in action at home against Stanford. Uh, Tanner McKee, Stanford team. I'm sticking with my dog as a lifelong Tanner McKee fan. There's no way I can pick against him back-to-back weeks. Um, pains me too much to do it. Um, and after last week's performance, why wouldn't I pick them? I think that their defense is going to get a couple of big-time stops. Um, I'm a huge Jaden Daniels guy, um, but I still feel like there's a little left that he hasn't shown us yet, and I would like for him. To, I would like to see that um, before I really do. Like feel comfortable picking an issue, and because I want to gain games, like obviously I'm not gonna agree with you. Um, I think I think the Stanford has it in them. Back to back ranked victories, I'll get them in the top twenty five poll. I think. Oh, for um, sure, this would be. They uh, they really should be already ranked, but they didn't beat goddamn Kansas State, which makes me so mad. But uh, whatever. Uh, this is a good Stanford team, and I think that they're gonna be able to run the ball pretty successfully. Um, Mm-hmm. Tanner McGee will have a t- couple of touchdown passes, and uh, the uh, the Cards win. Uh, what did I say? Twenty four to thirteen. That is what you said. Yeah. Now I have ASU twenty seven twenty four. Um. Reason being, I and I did bet, um, Stanford just because these odds are stupid. Um, Vegas is awful. Like Stanford. Just beat Oregon and they played UCLA well. Very well. Uh, it's like if it hadn't not... been for first half and aptitude, they would have beaten UCLA. Yeah. So here's the thing with Stanford's run game: it's kind of Nathaniel Pete long runs, and then and then they've been stuffed. Other than that, um, which is a little scary. Um, when you're facing a really good um, defensive front that ASU has. Um, ASU's front hasn't missed a beat without Lole. Yeah, they um, absolutely haven't. They get rush yards per game, which is pretty dang, pretty good. Now, Stanford, their issue, they give up 212 rush yards per game. Mm-hmm. And going against an ASU run game at – and they're going to be ASU's going to be at home, so that momentum's going to carry them, in my opinion, to a win. Um, but a very close win because I think, and I hate to say this, the better quarterback might be on Stanford. Mm. Talk to him, David. Um, Talk to him. We're looking at a guy that 
has an 80.8 QBR scale one to 100, um, mm. which is pretty much perfect. That's as good as it gets. Um, 11 touchdowns, no picks. Um, mm. One of the very few quarterbacks left in the country that's um, thrown over 100 passes and hasn't had one picked. Mm. Um, I don't I, – I hope he goes this game without a pick, but this feels like the day. Um, no, sir. But um, you hope he doesn't, but you're picking ASU, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, I kind of hope Stanford wins. I get fifty bucks if Stanford wins. I don't care if you get a game on the record. You're a mess. Hey, go now, Dodgers David. tonight, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also get money if they win. Yeah, they are on my TV right now. If I scream or panic or have a manic episode, I I'm not sorry, but yeah. Oh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I picked ASU. Nice. Um, we can move to the next game. Uh, I, I'll save the kooks for last. Uh, tomorrow night, Utah travels to USC in the Col- – to face USC in the Coliseum. Um, they haven't won there in a uh, century. But I think it's the time. I think it's the year. I think it's the – it's bound to happen. USC is a – a bad team at home, which it sounds crazy to say, but their only blowout wins are on the road. Their only real wins are on the road. They beat San Jose State, but yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. San Jose State. They even struggled with them for a while. So they blow out Washington State on the road. They blow out uh, Colorado on the road. And then two games at home, they get beat to death by Stanford and Oregon State. Um, do I think that they want to change that trend? Absolutely. Do I think that they do? No, because I just don't think that they have a very good team right now. I just don't think that they do. And I, I don't think it's fair to give up on USC just because they're so talented, but I just, I, the season's kind of a wash for them. Um, yeah. I think after this year, you look to find a new head coach and revamp there, but, um, you're kind of going through the motions and trying to get as many players drafted as you can, I think. Um, I think that they fall yet again to my South champion. I still hold faith. Uh, Cam Rising coming out party. Uh, 37 to 34 Utes. I can't pick Utah in this game. Um, I know. I know. You. This is going to hurt you, David. I, I'm picking USC 30 to 29. Um this is the first game um, since the death of Aaron Lowe. Um, the, and I don't know how much more, I don't know what Utah emotionally is going to be like anymore. Yeah. Um, and I hate to take that angle. I really do. But yeah. you just on a, uh, uh, in a standpoint um, of, just how hard it must be to lose two teammates for the guys that have been in that locker room for two years. And it's going to go one of two ways. They're going to press and make mistakes or they're going to play their hearts out and win this game. Um, Keaton Slovis is going to be starting for USC. I think he's still a pretty good quarterback, but he's very up and down. But Graham Harrell has Kyle Whittingham's number um, in the games they've played. 1920 
Those have been the only two matchups, right? I think they have, right and there. he's pretty much One dominated Scally and Whittingham. To be fair, Utah is zero and four against the spread this year. Oh, what's the spread for this game? Uh, USC minus three. I think this is the. I think this is their first victory. One and four. Right, oh <sighs> yeah, these are two bad teams. They are. Um. Utah, Utah, their key thing, they don't really allow the run. They give up about 140 per game, but neither does USC. USC only gives up 142. Um, you, but unfo- but you got to keep in mind that USC has played Colorado, which always it really, your it literally, stats literally discounts every defensive stat that you have. You play Colorado. Yeah. Um, but playing Oregon State and getting gashed by them didn't help either. Um, True. Drake London is the best receiver in the country this year. He's sure he's performed the best. I don't know if he's the best, but he's performed the best. I mean, he's got 48 catches already. For, I would have For comparison, Brant Keithy is Utah's leading receiver with 17. Man. Um, Drake London, no one on Utah can guard him. I like Clark, but he can't. He's not a he's not gonna follow around Drake London. Um I like USC here, but barely. I don't like, like either team. Yeah. And I think like, ASU wipes both these teams, to be honest. I agree. I didn't want to say it, but you're right. Um, look, I, I like Clark Phillips a lot, but I agree with that. I don't I – don't, 1v1 matchup, there's no one that can guard Drake London. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Watson did it well for about a half. It fell apart in the second half. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but, like, size, speed, strength, He's sometimes outweigh, yeah. Sometimes it just outweighs ability. <laughs> like he's yeah. just, he's just, he's just, he's got the intangibles. Um, so UCLA me, has a practice this week. Yeah, on Saturday. they're televising it Pac-12 after dark on ESPN. I don't know why they're doing that, but um, this is going to be nice for them to work out their kinks before they head to Montlake and play Washington. Yeah, rumor has it they'll get a win or they'll get a win for it. <sighs> why? I don't know. That's weird. Well, isn't that some? I guess UCLA bleat, uh, bleats, uh, beats their practice opponent 47 nothing. I agree. Um, oh, yeah. I guess, we, I guess we should take those wins when we can get them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they still count for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw Jed Fish, by the way. Nice. Um, he was at the red and blue game. I would have talked to him, but he was with his family. Um, I wonder where he's coaching at now after his demise. <laughs> <laughs> after his death. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, That's funny. So, um, Oregon State, Washington State. Oh, I forgot the scam story. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, my team plays tomorrow against my least favorite team in the conference, Oregon State. I am off the walls excited for this game. This is the only game on Pac-12 Network tomorrow, which really breaks my heart. They don't respect us. They don't love us. We're gonna prove to them that we belong. We're gonna fight our way back to 500. The season's not lost. Playing a good Oregon State team, which I haven't been able to say for a long time. Have you been ever been able to say that ever? As a Washington State fan, no. 
But to be fair, we some of those years we haven't been good either. But no, I haven't ever said that. Um, this is the first time, and and I'm still not scared. It, it may be ignorance, it may be cockiness. I don't know what it is. It may be, it may be spitefulness. I may not. I may just not be ready to admit that we are not as good as Oregon State is. But I'm not scared at all. This is a good Oregon State team, and I'm not worried. I'm not concerned. Um, keys for us: we're gonna have to be able to not stop because I don't think it's possible, but at least slow down the run, deter them from running as much, and force Chance Nolan to beat us. Um, I Chance Nolan's a good quarterback, and I think that he can do it. But there's he threw the ball for less than what he threw it for sixty eight yards last week. Or yeah. was it fifty? Or, yeah, okay. Uh, 48, 48. 48, Yeah, that's what I thought. They threw it for less than fifty yards last week. And like I know the yards aren't everything, but uh, what was it? A sixteen QBR for him? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. Um, Force him to beat you, and I think that we have a chance. I think that we uh, – right, I think we have more than a chance. I think we put ourselves in the driver's seat. Um, avoid giving up big plays as much as you can. And Our defensive line has been excellent in the past few weeks. Keep that up. Force the pressure. Put them in uncomfortable situations. Continue to get off the field on third down. Uh, hopefully our defensive performance carries over from a week ago, and I, I see no issue winning this game on offense. we got to get the run back going. Um, Max Borgie's got another week of getting his legs back under him after missing the majority of that Utah game with injury. Um, Deion McIntosh, it just find the ball up the middle with him. Guys, it's not that difficult. Um, Jaden Delore, you can't do two interceptions Saturday. Um, it works against Cal because they reek. Um, and having careless mistakes earlier this season, like, like, there's got to be cut out this week because this is a good team that we're facing. This is the first time I think this season we've actually really been outmatched. USC maybe, but, like, eh, at that point in time, I don't know. Um, Calvin Jackson Jr. is going to have a hell of a game. Uh, Travell Harris, I think, is going to have some big plays. And I hope Donovan Ali does something. I He's kind of cooled off ever since week. Weeks one and two. I need I need you to get back in the in the, in the stats column, Donovan. Um, John Stribling is a monster. Effort Stribling down there somewhere. I think that continues on. Um, and I think that the Cougs win it. Um, I I didn't have a score coming into this episode. I don't have a score as I'm trying to think of one now. Um, but I will go with thirty three to Oregon State's twenty seven. All right. Ah, jeez. You betrayed me last week. I did. It was selfish. I believe in an eye for an eye. Yeah. I didn't want to pick Oregon State today. I didn't want to pick them last week, David. Yeah, they would have lost if you didn't. Um, You demoralized my football. I, I know. I'm sorry. I like Washington State in this game. I really do. I think you guys have enough um, receiving power to kind of push you over their secondary. Their secondary is not good. Um, no. Nation there were multiple wide-open wide receivers that Jaden Delora will hit that Dylan Morris could not hit. Um, it's going to be an 
easy game for the Washington State offense. If you guys can run the ball, they do stop the run pretty well. Yeah. Um, now, when it comes to Oregon State's offense, I have no idea how you guys are going to stop them. Um, they kind of just they, – they don't go backwards ever. Oregon State doesn't, and they don't commit penalties. That's what's huge for them. Yeah. Um, These are two disciplined teams. Yeah. These are two really disciplined teams. Neither of us penalize a lot. Um, which, which is, is odd different. for having two pretty trash head coaches. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of funny. Jonathan Smith is high, but. No, Jonathan Smith's a really good head coach, in my opinion. Yeah. To beat Washington and USC. Luck. Look at the team talent composite and tell me that's luck. I don't have to look at it and tell you it's luck. It's it's luck without the team talent composite, David. Please. Um, Oregon State, 34. Washington State, 20. Man. 14? 14, Jackson. Is, it, is this spite or is this genuine belief? Um, It's spite. It's okay. purely spite. I, um, I like Washington. Like I said, I like Washington State in the game. Um, I don't know if I like them exactly to win, but I like your chances. Um, yeah, man. I'm sorry, David. I'm it's sorry. all right. It's all right. Oh um, my god. Okay. okay nice. Uh, Brandon Crawford just hit one like 380, but their ballpark is 600 feet, so it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Want to look at the new stats for the week? Yeah, we can do that. Because we kind of – it's been fun to do that at, at the end of every week. Um, Dylan Morris has prob- probably lost his crown for passing yards. No, he hasn't. He is still <laughs> – he is still in first place, but he's going to lose it this week. Um yeah, he's going to lose it this week. Um, Man. Avery Roberts and Eddie Ulafoscio both had 16 tackle games, so they're both in the top five for tackles now. Roberts with 51, passing Nate Landman this week, um, who has 46, and Devin Lloyd has 46. Nice. Noah Sewell with 42. I didn't really see him as a tackle machine this year. Um, because... Just because they had, well, I guess because I thought it was because they had Flo and Kayvon and Mace Funa all making tackles, but they don't have any of those guys <laughs> most of the season. So, yeah, um, BJ Baylor is starting to run away from Zach Charbonnet, which I guess we could kind of see coming. Um, yeah. Uh, shout out to Keontae Ingram for finding his way into this top five. He's actually been a really good transfer for USC. He had like um, 130 yards on Saturday against. That team from, oh my God, Colorado and Arizona play next week. Oh, they do? Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's go! <laughs> oh, this is exciting. Fatui Tuatele leads the Pac-12 in sacks. Hey, Speaking nice. of the Pac-12 sack leader, guess who's coming back against UCLA? Who's coming back against UCLA? Zion Tupelo Fatui. Oh, no! You want to know who else is coming back? My mom. Kate Otten, <laughs> uh, it will be back. Nice. Um, so Washington will be at full strength, and I'm going to pick us to beat UCLA. 
But David, we're gonna get swept. You're losing your money. Oh. 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 Well, that's too bad. This is a fun episode, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real fun. Real fucking fun, Jackson. Um, Drake London leads the Pac-12 in um, receiving by over 300 yards. Um, Kyle Phillips is second with 352. Drake London has 670. Nah, y'all ain't getting swept. It's only 2-0. You'll bounce back. Walker Bueller is a, an August merchant. August merchant? He's been since since September. Oh man, that's too bad. Fuck. Oh yeah, I'm gonna lose some money. Yeah, that's all right though. That's it. Yeah. And Stanford, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can cap it off here. Man. Um, I don't have any more final thoughts. Yeah, no, me neither. Uh, next week will be a fun week. I don't week. like this. Adding much. Shut up, Nick. Kill yourself, Nick. Nick just got featured on accident. <laughs> Congrats, Nick. Uh, Shut up, Nick. Next week's going to be a great week. UCLA, Washington, South Championship, Pac-12 after dark. Friday night, Oregon gets to beat the dog out of Cal. (laughs) Get the worst game of the season to start. Oh, man. It's going to be a great week. Oh. Anyway. Cal upset. Yeah. Anyway, you guys... No, I don't do that. You guys enjoy your Friday night and uh, your Saturday morning and your Saturday evening or whenever you listen to this episode. Enjoy life. Um, and uh, go Dodgers and, and, and go Cougs. Go Mariners. Nice. Nice. Peace. Peace.